Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of Cinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film, and this year's official media partner for the Dead Center 2021 Film Festival. That's right. We have been having conversations with a multitude of filmmakers whose films or short films will be a part of this year's uh, Dead Center 2021 Film Festival. And today, I'm very excited to be joined by the Dead Center Film Festival Director of Operations, Miranda Patton, and the Dead Center Features Programmer, Kevin Ely to start the week that is leading up to the Thursday, June 10th opening night of the festival. And I really wanted to give listeners a sneak peek of all the activities pass holders will be able to enjoy this year. A couple of other things we're going to hit on here. We're also going to talk about the must-see films of this year's festival before closing out our exclusive conversation with Miranda and Kevin with a few insider tips and tricks to consider once you've purchased your pass or ticket for the festival. Uh, So without further ado, let's get to our very gracious guest today. First up, we'll start with Miranda Patton, Dead Center's Director of Operations. Miranda, welcome to the Cinematic Schematic. Thank you for inviting me. This is great. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, uh, thank you for inviting us to be a part of this year's festival. Yeah, obvious choice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, We're also super excited to be joined by Kevin Ely. Kevin, you've been on the podcast podcast. at various points in the past, yeah. uh, it's really great to have you uh, back to the show. Welcome back to the Cinematic Schematic. Thank you. This is fun. We actually have a lot of ground to cover today. There's a lot of exciting things happening at this year's festival. Miranda, I actually wanted to kick it off by turning it over to you for a second. Uh, this is your first year as the Director of Operations for Dead Center. So I'd love to just uh, get your perspective. What can you tell us about the attendee experience and what may be a little bit different this year than in years past? Yeah, absolutely. So this year has been a great learning experience for me, which has been a lot of fun. Um, But last year, we were completely virtual, where you could only watch the films online. And this year, we have a few in-person events sprinkled in um, that are COVID-aware. So we have ticketed events at theaters in the city and a couple parties here and there. Awesome. I think that's something that uh, attendees are really going to be able to enjoy. Those who have attended in previous years, previous to 2020, will get some of that awesome experience that Dead Center is known for with the parties. Um, but also, I, I don't know about you guys. I heard a lot of positive feedback on the virtual experience last year uh, myself oh, yeah. uh, from my friends who are in attendance. And uh, that seems like it's a, a nice perk this year as well. Kevin, June 10th, Dead Center's opening night. This is Fast approaching uh, with the premiere of the film, How It Ends, and that's going to be playing at the Winchester Drive-In. So could you tell us a little bit about the the big kickoff film this year? Yeah, so um, I'm super excited about the Winchester Drive-In. We did our scheduled launch party there with uh, the film Golden Arm, and we were um, you know, there watching, gathering together for the first time in a long time. And I thought, man, how did I get through a pandemic without going to the drive-in? Uh, one time. So if someone has never been to a drive-in theater or hasn't been in a long time, this will be a great time to come out. So uh, How It Ends is um, a film that premiered at Sundance. It's by Daryl Ween and Zoe Lister-Jones, who was on a sitcom called uh, Life in Pieces. She was also in The New Girl for a little while. Um, So it's this kind of quirky comedy of a woman who's trying to make it to one last party before the world ends. Uh, the world's scheduled to end at the end of the day. So everyone's sort of making their plans on how to skin the rest of the day. And uh, it's just sort of, sort of like um, wandering the streets, trying to find, you know, uh, the, the right place to end the world with. And she's accompanied by a younger version of herself. Um, it's kind of, it's pretty quirky. 
uh, but it's really funny, but it's also thoughtful and moving. Um, it's got a great supporting cast with Olivia Wilde, uh, Fred Armisen, Charlie Cox. There's just a ton of people that you'd recognize um, that she runs into along the day. Uh, the movie was made during the pandemic, but you wouldn't really be able to tell. They really were clever about how they shot around it. And um, so it's just sort of this series of encounters with these hilarious characters. Yeah, I, this is one I, in particular I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I, I do have a quick question here for you, though. Talking about like films that were made during the pandemic, I am mm-hmm. just just curious. I mean, did the pandemic in any way impact the the number of films that are submitted or the types of films that you guys receive for review? Um, there was a, there was a mix of films that um, were sort of that sort of held from last year. So there were some films that like when. Um, you know, things went virtual, they wanted to wait. And then this year they, you know, decided they didn't want to wait anymore. Um, there were definitely a lot of films that were made during the pandemic. It's been really interesting to see all the different approaches of that. We have a few in the program, uh, that are different ways. We were trying not to, uh, you know, we all lived it the last year, so we're trying not to relive it too much. So if we were like, if we we're going to have something that actually, um, reflected that time, we wanted to make it refreshing so you know for instance there's a movie called the end of us um that's about a couple that breaks up the night the shutdown begins and they live together so they're first to quarantine together after breaking up and when we watched it um it was just like yeah this is the right film to watch kind of on the tail end of everything we've been through you know it's where they just hit all the you know wiping your groceries down and all the thing you know and it's it's like just long enough to be able to laugh about it um but yeah, there's there there's several there's several that there's a few choice ones that we that we, we were making sure to curate too much to make people uh, be refreshed to be um, out watching movies as opposed to um, you know sort of still staying there. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I, I'm sure that uh, at least for me as a, a film goer, now that uh, the vaccinations are pretty widespread, uh, the, the idea of being able to attend those in person events after a year away very very exciting. And how it ends actually sounds like a great way to kick off the festival. Now, for those who are not able to catch it at the Winchester Drive-In, though, is there anywhere else they can catch it during the festival? Uh, yes, it will be available in the on the virtual platform. Um, I'm not sure if I'd have to look to see if it's available the whole time. I actually have it up here. Um, I'm not sure if it has certain restrictions as far as time, but I think it, but it will be available. If you're not able to come out to the drive-in, you can watch it that night um, on the dead center virtual platform. Awesome. What are some of the other opening night films attendees can look forward to come this Thursday? Um, so uh, yes, the, one of the big features is alien on stage, which is a documentary um, that is, really hilarious. It's a group of a community theater group in Dorset, England, that's attempting to stage a live production, like with community theater budget of the movie alien. Um, and they actually get invited to do a production at the West end, you know, like major, like the equivalent of being a Broadway in New York. And, um, it's just them trying to like shoestring together a production of alien. It's, it's fantastic. And then there's four shorts blocks. Um, you know, the shorts programmers, are just amazing. Um, and some of the most popular like love, sex and death is one of our most popular programs. That's going to be, uh, that'll that night and then adulting all the feels and then the artists, which you know usually profiles to artists of different type. Um, so yeah, a wide variety that first night. 
Awesome. Yeah. So this Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, get your pass now. It's going to be a great time to uh, really hop into the festival right at the start. If you're like me, it's so that it helps you stay on top of the rest of the festival. So a lot of opportunity there. Uh, now, Kevin, outside of opening night, what are a few of the other noteworthy films attendees should make a priority to see during this year's festival? Um, so Holy Frit, F-R-I-T, Holy Frit is a... Uh, um, a, a really great documentary um, that is um, hilarious and of a topic that I think very few people really know a lot about. It's about a stained glass artist and he books a gig to create the largest stained glass installation ever built um, for a church in, I believe it's in Kansas. Um, and then after he gets the the booking, he realizes I have no idea how to make a stained glass piece that big. Um, and so it, it turns into a really hilarious, um, uh, you know, uh, can they pull it off comedy, but also it's very dramatic. It actually gets in some really interesting thoughts about the creative process and the artistic impulse and like how much you have to give yourself to do something great. Um, and it's just really entertaining. There's a really great documentary about the band skating Polly, who is, uh, you know, a lot of Oakland city people remember them started when they were like 10 and 12 years old as a punk rock duo, like 10 years ago. And it's just about their journey in Oklahoma city, making it big. Um, and then, um, I mentioned the end of us, the pandemic comedy that, uh, which is not to be confused with how it ends. And then there's a really great, uh, drama, uh, called moving in 2008. That's a coming of age drama. Uh, that's just really lovely about a family trying to keep things together and keep their family together, um, during the financial crisis of 2008. Yeah, the last one uh, definitely sounds pretty timely coming off of uh, some of what a lot of folks experienced last year. Um, so uh, 20, 2008 being the last recession before what we saw last year in 2020. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely one that caught my eye as well. Uh, now, Miranda, uh, I'm going to ask you here about exactly how things shook up the festival a little bit this year. But I am curious, do you have any films on your docket that you're excited to check out? I've secretly watched all of my favorites already um, over the process of planning. I've been having, I'll run them on a different monitor. And then I realized that I should have been doing something else, but I watched an entire movie. Uh, there is a short in um, the Horror Fest collection. Uh, it's, I'm sure Kevin knows the title and I don't know the title of it, but it's about this popcorn that ends up in a film. Uh, it's, I think that one's absolutely hilarious. Uh, you can't help but miss it. It's like this little popcorn guy. Um, oh, man. Uh, the title completely evades me. But that that one was my favorite. I'm a big kid. So any animated anything is what I'm watching nonstop. But um, how it ends, that one's good. But then I also have a fear of the world ending. So that kind of gets to <laughs> me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Listen, at least we're, we're framing it through like the, the lens of a dark comedy this time around, I would yeah, say. Exactly. Um, There's some humor in it, so you can giggle a little bit, but then yeah. as you're trying to fall asleep, you start to think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Miranda, like, what would you say are some of the lessons that your team learned from last year's festival that maybe you applied to the virtual cinema strategy for this year? Ooh, I definitely user interface. Um, we worked with uh, the platform and we it's easier to use it it's easier to select things and the schedule's a lot uh, a lot clearer than it was before uh, and we also added trigger warnings 
Um, so if there is something that's rather sensitive, you can avoid that one. So if you're afraid of the end of the world, then, you know, you can avoid that film. But um, other than that, I just, it, it was nice to have the rest of the year to experience virtual festivals with other people across the country and learn from the innovations that they were doing and um, kind of mold ours to be like that because Dead Center was one of the very first to take it virtually. So we didn't have anyone to learn from, but now we've learned all the lessons and things like that. So yeah, it's definitely a lot easier to use than it was last year. Right. I mean, and last year you guys put the the whole virtual festival together in a a matter of like three months. Uh, I mean, with this year, it sounds like you've really taken that to the next level that there's like a lot more runway in the planning and knowing kind of up front that that was going to be part of the festival. Absolutely. Last year, that, that was just incredible. Um, hand clap to uh, Alex and Sarah and Lance on that. But this year, like you said, we had the whole year to plan it out and really click all the buttons to see what everything was capable of. And it's it's quite beautiful. I'm excited. Quick question here. I mean, are there any sort of restrictions to note for the virtual cinema that maybe attendees, especially for those who are out of state, may need to be aware of? Absolutely. So there are certain films and shorts that aren't available outside of Oklahoma or the United States. So you'll be able to see a little tag at the bottom of it that indicates whether it's available in Oklahoma only or U.S. or internationally. So when you're viewing that, ensure that you look for that tag. Um, Or if you keep clicking something and it tells you you can't watch it, that's more than likely why. Um, But and then also there's a another quote. Sarah was explaining this to me and I'm going to butcher it. So we're going to leave it like that. Yes. So look for the tags um, for whether it's available in Oklahoma only, uh, United States or worldwide. That'll save you a lot of heartache if you're excited about something that's only available here in your somewhere else. Most definitely. So again, watching the Dead Center uh, schedule, which you can find over at deadcenterfilm.org, is going to be your friend if you're focused specifically on the virtual cinema. Absolutely. Check that out. That'll be your guy. I like to, I know we attended a few other festivals and I printed it out, highlighted. So do all that. It's good for you. Yeah. You won't miss anything. And the nice thing is with the, uh, with the virtual festival, you don't have to wait in line. So you can, I, when I remember when we, we, uh, attended South by Southwest virtually this year and it was instead of, you know, having an hour and a half break in between, you can just sort of queue up a list of things you want to watch and just go one right after the other. Yeah. I didn't sleep that week. I stayed up yeah. a lot. <laughs> the entire time. You guys were able to watch at least double the number of movies because for South by Southwest, oh, you're yeah. usually waiting in line for at least an hour and a half for the big ones. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I had one on my computer and one on my TV. And apparently you weren't supposed to be able to do that. But I guess I broke the matrix somehow. But I was double watching things. And it was so great. My eyes hurt a lot, but it was fine. <laughs> yeah, real perk there. I mean, especially thinking about uh, some of those films that will be doing both, uh, you know, in-person events and virtual. That is a really nice uh, call out there, Kevin. Um, I mean, how it ends is another example. If you can't drive all the way to that part of OKC, uh, being able to do it in the comfort of your home an hour or so after it play, started playing elsewhere, that's, that's, that's a pretty nice perk. Speaking of physical events like the, the Winchester 
dead center really wouldn't be dead center without the larger than life parties and celebration <laughs> of, the, of the filmmakers. Always a, a really memorable experience from, from the dead center crew there. And now, of course, last year, the, the festival took a hybrid in-person virtual approach, leaning like 95% virtual with about five in those in-person sort of drive-in sort of experiences. So Miranda, like how is your team approaching the in-person events for this year? Very carefully. Uh, so we are doing ticketed showings at the Oklahoma City Museum of Art, uh, Rodeo Cinema, and Rodeo Cinema, Cinema on Film Row. Uh, so you'll be able to watch certain films there. Uh, tickets will go on sale starting June 7th, which is really nice. And then outside of that, we have the outdoor screenings um, June 11th at the uh, Ferris Wheel at Wheeler District and then Washington Park on June 12th. And both of those are open fields, so you can space out as you need to and you feel safe and comfortable. But I mean, the one I'm really excited about is the party at Prairie Surf Studios. Um, we are going to throw a party on one of the sound stages and just, oh man, I'm, I'm excited. Food, alcohol, music, people, like that's going to be great. And it's over 3,000 square feet, so it's more than enough room to stay away if you want to, but also be really close if that's what you want to do. And then, of course, the normal panels and great things. So we have a panel at the Treasury this year, and then we're working on a few others. And some of the panels will be virtual, and then there will be one or two that are in person. So, I mean, honestly, there's two weeks of stuff this year, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, that's another interesting development. I mean, previous Previous to 2020, the festival was, like, Kevin, like, five days? Yeah, it was usually, yeah, Thursday through Sunday, typically. Yeah, I mean, now it, it runs for a, at least a full 10 days, almost two weeks. Um, so uh, that's extra watch time for, for those of us who want to get through as many movies as possible. Outside of the films, though, I just want to get you two's personal take. Um, and we'll start with you on this one, Kevin. What are you looking forward to most at this year's festival? Man, just those events. I mean, uh, the that closing night at Prairie Surf, Prairie Surf Studios uh, is such a um, uh, huge development for Oklahoma City film in general. So getting to have a party there is uh, just going to be, I don't know, like the big moment, I think, for the festival. Um, but man, those outdoor screenings, you know, when I think of Dead Center, the first Dead Centers I went to, 10, 12 years ago, there was those outdoor screenings that, you know, that's where I met people. That's where I got to talk to people, you know, that's where the community happened. And so to be able to really do those big outdoor screenings again and have a little more freedom of being around each other and, you know, um, uh, summer of soul at Booker T Washington park is going to be such an incredible experience. And I think just, that's just going to be the capstone of, you know, an amazing week. Um, but then I also like, uh, getting to do like special screenings like Mickey Reese's film Agnes at the rodeo. He premiered a film at Tribeca. Um, this is like a, you know, homegrown talent that's going to break out this year. And um, that's the, and, and getting to have that screening with the filmmakers in attendance and you get to talk to them, interact with them is something that we really missed last year, just because even if we had the screenings, you know, you couldn't really interact that much. Um, so just getting to actually kind of feel like the things that make a film festival special, uh, getting back to that. Um, everything Kevin said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that Kevin said is what I'm, I'm very excited about. And um, the I really, I didn't know. I mean, I've been going to Dead Center for a while or attending. 
And I didn't know that there were perks with your pass. So I've been really excited to use my perks at like Pie Junkie because, um, you know, I'm a food fanatic. So all the food trucks at the outdoor screenings, I'm looking forward to those. Um, and then the Woman X experience at the Treasury, because there are a few women or all the women on the panel that I've wanted to meet before or get insight from. So it'll be nice to hear from them. But know, I'm excited about everything. You know, I tried not to plan something that I wasn't excited about, I guess. So yeah, I'll do all the things, all the things. <laughs> yeah. I want to just close this out here with uh, some tips or recommendations you have for first time dead center attendees, or maybe attendees who have not attended in a while or uh, people who haven't attended virtually. Uh, so Miranda, I'll start with you on this. What tips do you have for building a schedule or attending those in-person events? What are some just like like comfortable things people should know, like where were comfortable tennis shoes, for example. Oh, yeah. Uh, bring chairs to the outdoor screenings. Uh, that would be helpful in a hat if it's hot, but uh, follow us on social media and join our newsletter because that's how we'll communicate uh, further details about events as whether we're giving away free stuff. Um, like we're giving away a decade to dead center, which is a free pass for the next 10 years. And so all of that will be done virtual or not virtual, uh, via social media and our newsletter. So that's, I would, I'd follow those two for insight and, um, tips and tricks. And also like your frequently asked questions about the virtual cinema itself. All right, Kevin, how about you? Any, any other sort of tips people should remember? Um, I would start with looking at what in-person events you want to go to and kind of build from there. Um, and then, um, you know, is there any special things you need to plan around? Uh, because it's longer, you know, there'll be different things. Um, but then I would think of like plan a night, uh, you know, if you're doing the virtual screening, like invite some friends over, you know, uh, have a screening at your house and have a party, you know, um, because one of the cool things about, um, you know, dead centers, when you have a pass and back in, you know, in the traditional sense, you, you really only get to share it with the people who are there who bought tickets or go to the pass. And, um, there's so many times you're like, Oh, I really, you know, I want you to come into this with me. And you can do that with the, with the free screenings. But, you know, if you're, um, you know, watching a, a say you go to see, uh, how it ends on, on our opening night and you want to share it again, you can watch it on the virtual festival and invite a friend over that you wanted to share it with, you know? Um, so it's a way to like share dead center with people who've never attended before and might not, might not be attending, but will attend next year because they had such a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Again, added perk of the, of the hybrid approach you guys are doing, um, really adding a lot more value to that, uh, the, the passes that, uh, attendees have. So, well, uh, I think we are uh, about out of time for today, but I wanted to give you guys both a final word in the conversation. So uh, Miranda, I'll start with you. Is there anything else you would like to add about what attendees can expect from this year's dead center? Yeah. Uh, we're offering babysitting for our Prairie Surf Party and other parties. Yeah. So if we partnered with Recess OKC and they're offering babysitting at a drastically reduced rate, so they'll watch your kid from 10 to 3 a.m. So wow. for children. Yeah. Till 3 a.m. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. The party goes until 2 and then they'll be open until 3 a.m. So that's pretty That's exciting. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, oh, yeah. for those late stragglers who stay right up until two, you've got an hour to pick up your kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, how about how about you? Any uh, any closing thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with today? 
man, as a parent, I don't think I can top babysitting. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like that's, that's amazing. Um, no, I mean, I just, if you haven't been out to see a movie in a long time, if you haven't, um, you know, if, if, you know, you're ready to start engaging with people again, you haven't really done anything like this, like, man, this is the time, um, you know, because, um, Rand and the team and everybody is going to do such a great job of making sure everything is safe for the people that, you know, that everyone's accounted for and every, all the, all the protocols are there that we need. And, um, you know, man, it's time to party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and on that note, it's time to party. Uh, I think that will conclude today's uh, conversation. Uh, so uh, Miranda, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the cinematic schematic today. Thank you for inviting me. This is, this is fun. I get why you love it. That was great. <laughs> awesome. And Kevin, uh, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for rejoining us today. Yeah, always a pleasure. Wonderful. Well, listeners, with tips like that, what are you waiting for? You can head on over to deadcenterfilm.org today. You can just pause the podcast or just let it play out in the next 30 seconds and head on over to deadcenterfilm.org to buy your pass and begin building out your full Dead Center Film Festival schedule. And of course, as Miranda mentioned here, passes come with perks for over 15 local businesses and access to the virtual cinema for the duration of the the full film festival. Uh, So again, I think uh, all the tips that Kevin and Miranda provide today are really applicable. If you want to go see a movie at an in-person event and then watch it again later before the festival is over, that opportunity is there. And for more thoughtful conversations that excite, inspire, and connect filmmakers and film enthusiasts across Oklahoma, you can subscribe to the Cinematic Schematic via your preferred podcast app, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can go wherever your podcasts are found. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time.